You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, we are talking with Mexican director, composer, arranger, and orchestrator, Jaime Los... Lozano, and Mexican actor and recording artist Mauricio Martinez. We're discussing Jaime's upcoming concert at the Green Room 42, Songs by an Immigrant, in which Mauricio will be one of the many special guests featured in the show. Hi, Jaime Mauricio. How are you? Hello. Hi. Good. And you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having us. Thank you. A pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. Of course. So, um, let's get started. Yes. Okay. First, uh... On November 24th, you are presenting Jaime's show, Songs by an Immigrant, and Mauricio, you are one of, like I said, the many guests participating in the show. So before we get into the show, let's just find out a little bit about both of you first. Um, Jaime, when did you, uh, how did you two come to meet, and who wants to start? I'm Jaime, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, we met, actually we are from the, from the same hometown, from Monterrey, Mexico. But Mauricio left town very, very young. He came to New York and then to Mexico City. And I just stayed in Monterrey. And I started doing musical theater in Monterrey. And I started working with a lot of his friends from uh, his school back in, in Monterrey. So we have a lot of friends, in like a mutual friends. Uh, and they always... Uh, talk like a very very high about Mauricio oh he's great I love him blah blah but we never met I mean we I mean it was a long long time that we meet about each other just by the name mm -hmm. and it was till 2000 maybe 12 Jesus Christ Superstar 11 that Mauricio came back to Monterey to do a, a limited engagement run of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar um and we met there after the show. And that was the very first time that we see each other. Uh, oh, yeah, you know who you are. Yeah, yeah, you know who, and uh, yeah, that was the first time. And the rest is history. Yeah. And was it an instant connection between you? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He had written uh, back in the day he did. Um, I'm Mauricio. And <laughs> back in the day, Jaime used to write every now and then for uh, the newspaper. And he would like um, give reviews. And he, he had written a beautiful review about my work. And I thanked him. I remember I thanked him. And we hit it off right away. And we just clicked and became inseparable. Um, yeah. That's incredible. So now that we know how you two met, let's get into the intricacies of this show. We're not like uh, married or anything. Cause <laughs> he's straight. I'm gay. He's married and has uh, kids. And I'm single. So. <laughs> His phone is not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> His phone number is no. <laughs> we'll find you online. Yeah. Yes. So, so Jaime, when did you know you had to write this show, Songs by an Immigrant, and how long did it take you to write it from idea to inception? So, really, Songs by an Immigrant is the title of the concert. It's not really a show. I mean, it's not really a show by itself. It's not a song cycle. It's just the title of the concert and in this concert what I'm doing is um, I'm inviting like all my familia here in um, in New York 
my family is all these great Latino performers uh, doing Broadway and of Broadway that we have worked together. Sometimes we have worked together before. Sometimes the first time that they're gonna work with me this concert. For example, Mauricio, we have been working now like around six, seven years together from since 2013. 13, yeah. yeah. So what we're doing is a, a bunch of songs from uh, by myself and my collaborators from different projects. Some songs from a musical that I had off Broadway or project upcoming projects. And most of the song in some way has like a immigrant um, related story, you know, because I have to write um, about myself. I mean, I, every every story that I tell is, is has to be related with me in some way. So all my music and all my song has that background in some way. And that's why the, the concert is titled Songs by an Immigrant. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we're looking forward to learning more about you through your song cycle. Um, Mauricio, how did you become involved with the show? Um, I got involved with the show back in March. He texted me and he said, I want to do a show. And I'm like, yeah, we're doing a show. And he's like, no, uh, a show for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, because he's usually my <laughs> musical director. And I'm like, well, we are doing a show at 54 Below. He's like, no, a show. And I'm like, oh, that's an amazing idea. So I agreed right away, and we started bouncing off ideas. What should I sing? What should this person sing? And, and I just jumped in. I mean, Jaime has become a brother to me. Um, he's um, my musical director, and I've worked with him in several of his, of his musicals. But um, he's family, so of course I'll always be there with him and for him as he is for me and it's a beautiful celebration of his legacy and of his work and um just like i mean lin manuel miranda was the one that said it a couple of years ago he's the next big thing and i firmly believe that you know and mauricio and i are like like brothers i mean we always work together uh, we actually did a this concert we did it in august mm -hmm. and uh, at that time we have my concert just a week before Mauricio's concert. And we we were so privileged that we have sold out both concerts. Mine at Joe's Pop, he's here at uh, 54 Below. Mm -hmm. So we are just trying to to create this, um, that this movement of Latinos telling stories, telling our own stories. We are here and we, we have this story that we want you to, to know, to listen to it. Well, we're going to find out a little bit about your stories now yes. so um well actually i'm just kidding we are <laughs> we are gonna talk a little bit more about the show first and then we're gonna get into your story um so what um what are you both looking forward to most about performing this show again and who wants to start uh, i'll start okay mauricio um well i'm looking forward to being um around jaime and all of our like he says familia you know it's always beautiful to be surrounded by friends and create music together and celebrate. Uh, it's a new space, the Green Room 42. And I'm looking forward uh, in seeing what songs we're going to sing now. We're going to probably change, a little, change it a little bit because we're crazy like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm writing like every every week I'm trying to write like a new song. You know, it's like, it's like going to the gym. You need to write and write and write. It's not, it needs to be like an habit. It's not waiting for inspiration. So, uh, yeah, I just every single week, every single day looking for a new story to write about it. And uh, we're still actually we're still working on the lineup of um, 
Uh, I mean, Mauricio's singing there. Uh, my wife, Florencia Cuenca, she's singing as well. She's a, a Mexican uh, performer as well. Um, a lot of people told me when, when they listen, to, when they hear that, oh, his wife is singing, oh, another composer or, or a producer just uh, writing. writing for his wife, oh, maybe she's not good. And then when she, when they see her on stage, like, wow. So yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm very lucky to, to be a, around these wonderful people like Mauricio, like my wife, like all these uh, Broadway of Broadway performers that they are uh, joining us on um, November 24th. So we're really excited about to share this, uh, this show and these stories. That's so great. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be amazing. Um, what is it about your artistic styles that make you perform so well together? Um, this is Mauricio. Well, we just click. You know, I think... Um, Ever since we started working together, we did the last five years together in Mexico, uh, six years ago, in Monterrey, our hometown, and um, we just got each other right up, right off the bat. And then I, when I jumped in and did Children of Salt, he wrote a song based on my voice or my musical, I don't know, capacity or whatever. And so we just hit, like, know each other like that. I just did a show with him that we're going to do next year again called Present Perfect, which is another beautiful immigrant story. And when I said yes to the role, he like literally wrote a song for me like overnight based on, again, like what I what he knows I can do. And he always pushes me to do uh, more than I can that I usually do. You know, I'm not I'm definitely not a lazy performer, but he always like when it's Jaime, Jaime's song, I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be hard. Because he like writes um, difficult for 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 really good singers. Uh, not anyone can sing his music. Yeah. It's 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 complicated, but it's very passionate and um, it's always thrilling. He also wrote a song just for this past concert, together with another friend who's a lyricist, Georgie Castilla, and it's called Dreamer. Mm. And it's a beautiful song, beautiful beautiful song that talks about. A dreamer, you know, uh, an immigrant being here in this country, um, sort of like mirroring what he and I are doing, his wife and all of our friends. Terrific! That's so exciting. Jaime, what do you what what, what do you have to add? Yeah, what I I I just I I say something that Mauricio is like my male muse, <laughs> like in some way. Yeah, because we know each other so well, so I just feel like like. I have all the canvas and he just improved and makes better all my music. I mean, because before him or because before any performer, but especially before Mauricio, it's just words and notes in a, on the paper. It's not really music, it's not really a song, it's not really a story. It's just a piece of paper. And it just is coming to life thanks to this wonderful performer, thanks to Mauricio. So and he just make all my music better, all my songs better. Uh, so I think that knowing each other this long now just make things like like easier, you know. It's just like like uh, I mean, he know that he can call me. Okay, I need to rehearse this song right now. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to your place. Okay, let's do this. Okay, let's do that. I, and it's just, he's my friend, he's my brother, but also he's my consultant. Okay, you know what, Mauricio? I wrote this, my English is not the best. Can you just please double check it for me? Sure, sure of course. And and he's very busy. And anyway, he, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And we're just like that. So um, I feel very blessed to have uh, to have his friendship and to have 
his um, collaboration as an artist. So yeah, that sounds it sounds like a great relationship that you guys have. So yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about um both your stories. Yes. So uh, what made you what made you each come to the U.S. Well, I for, this is my third time living in New York, um, but the second like real time, because this the second the middle one number two was only to come do uh, a show with him, uh, and also like on, well actually it's my first fourth then because I did on your feet too, so it's my fourth time living in New York, but it's the second time I like moved to like live. I came to the states uh, when I was 18 to study at AMDA the American Musical and Dramatic Academy here in New York uh, 21 years ago. And I stayed here for two and a half years. I graduated and then I was a merchandise seller at Beauty and the Beast at the Palace Theater. And my visa ran out, so I had to go back to Mexico. Um, I had girlfriends and boys slash friends that were like, marry me, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna do it right. <laughs> so I went back and um, I've always wanted to come back. I had certain, um, opportunities per se but I it wasn't right I didn't get the part or uh, the timing was not right until I got on your feet two years ago two and a half years ago and uh, I, I took the tour and I did the tour and um, I'm going through the immigration process of getting the green card so I, I decided to come and, and do it here and make New York my home this is where I wanted to be so I'm still adjusting yeah. to like um, everything I left back home, um, my car, my apartment, my lifestyle there and moved here to New York, which is very different. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very different. But um, yeah, I'm getting into the swing of things. Good. Yeah. Good. And Jaime? It's a very similar story. Um, yeah. I came to study as well, mm-hmm. but while Mauricio do it like very, very young, I, I, I live in Monterey all my till I was 20, 28 years old. So I, I applied for this master program at NYU, a musical theater writing program. Uh, and I got in and they offered me like a full tuition scholarship. With, uh, at that time, I speak no English at all. I mean, I still, I'm not the best, but I, <laughs> I, I'm trying now. But at that time, well, like, I, I didn't speak at all, like any English. So they offered me the, this, this opportunity and that was made me come to New York. I mean, it was, I came the first time to New York. I came in 2006 just to learn about the program. And then I moved in 2007 to do the program. So I did the two years. I stayed like a couple of more, a couple of years more. Then I applied for my artist visa, but my lawyer was a scam. So I lose all my money. I went back to Mexico, live for some reason. I lost my tourist visa there in Mexico. So I wasn't able to come back because I didn't have any papers to come back. So I stayed in Mexico like for four years. Then I met uh, Florencia, who is now my wife. We got married. We decided to come for our honeymoon Mm -hmm. in 2015, December 2015. We were supposed to be here one month, and we're still here. Uh, <laughs> I want a honeymoon like that. <laughs> of course, of course. I, I, I stay here uh, because 
I reconnect with a lot of my friends who they offer me jobs. I start applying now for my artist visa again with a good lawyer. I got the papers, I stay, blah, blah. And now we're applying also for our green card and we're in the process to get the green card. Wow, that's so exciting. I mean, it was, it's terrible that you had that experience where with the first lawyer, but thankfully you have you have another one now who's going to help you. And, and I think you speak perfect English. So you're doing a great job. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so what is the what was the hardest part about leaving Mexico to come here? Uh, well, I can start. Um, Mauricio, the hardest part, there's several. I mean, my, I mean, my dad died 18 years ago, so he's gone, but my mom is getting older and every time like I can't see her all the time. So every time I see her, I go like, wow, she's getting older and I but then there's my life and there's my dream. So I'm like, I, I have to stay here. So it, that's hard for me to watch like my mom age and my uncles and aunts, you know, and like they're getting older and being far away from them. But to the on the flip side, we have technology. Like back when I moved here in 97, 98, there was no Facebook or Instagram or uh, FaceTime or all that. And now I literally call my mom, not every day, but every other day, you know, um, that. And I think my friends, the food, the prices of things, because I mean, New York is definitely much more expensive than Mexico. Um, and that, you know, and I think sometimes just culturally speaking, um, even though New York's filled with foreigners, you know, I think that's the beauty of New York. But just relating to people, I think Mexican people, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Jaime probably agrees with me, we're very warm-hearted. So we, we yes, we're business-oriented and everything, but we become friends with our, like our bosses, and you know, we we almost fall in love with each other, with one another. Like that's how we do things. And here, it's very different. You know, it's. The culture, specifically in New York, it's much more business-driven. Yes, there's people that are very warm-hearted and loving, but I think that's the most, at least for me, that I'm such a uh, uh, loving person, I think. Um, that's That's been the hardest for me. Like, wow, it is all about the business most of the time here. Like, okay, who can I trust? Who can I tell how I feel, how I really feel? Like, can I be really open? That's for me and being an artist, you know, I'm very um, sensitive and sensible, um, sensible, sensitive, sensitive, sensitive. So that's for me. I think that's the most difficult part right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the food. Mm. I miss the food. <laughs> Priceline presents go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? 
Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Jaime. I agree. Exactly the same. I mean, family. And when I say family, uh, I include my friends. I have few friends, but when I when I have friend with someone, instantly becomes family. Mm -hmm. So my family there and the food. I have a now almost 15 years old daughter. So that, that was really hard because the first time that I came to New York in 2007, she was uh, three years old, two years old. So that, that was hard. And at that time, when I was just uh, ending the first, no, just three or four months bef after I started the program, my mom uh, has uh, had a brain uh, hemorrhage. How would you say that? Uh, uh, like a, a brain hemorrhage? Brain like an hemorrhage. Yeah. And, uh, and she died like a few months later. So, uh, but I realized that there were like a very good people here because they, they helped me through that process, you know? Uh, at NYU, for example, um, they let me go back to Mexico and they tell me, you spend all the time you need to be there. So they helped me in that way. I, that was for me like a, like a, like a very um, generous um, gesture. I mean, like a, I realized that they really care about their people, their yeah. students. I mean, so, um, but anyway, it's hard to be far away from, from the people that you have known most of, for a longer time, you know. Of course, you made a new family, you made new friends, but you start over. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's hard starting over in Mexico. In Mexico, even if you don't, if you, you can, maybe, maybe you don't have a work and you still you still can live fine. Mm -hmm. But here you have to work hard every single day. And, and if you're working, you need to find another work right away because you don't know what's going to happen the next day. Yeah. So that, that's, uh, but that's a comfort zone. So being away of that comfort zone helps you as well to, to grow up and to, as an artist, to be more creative. Now, how long did it take you both to feel like the U.S. was your home and what is it like now compared to when you first arrived? Well, to me, Mauricio, um, it's still hard. Like I'm, I'm still finding it hard just the way things are in this country and in this city and in this business over here. It's very different. Like just, I just got an offer for a show next summer and it's uh, out of town, but two months and I, and it's like I don't even know where I'm gonna be. Like how? Like and in Mexico that doesn't happen. Like you you audition and you get it and you start rehearsals like the week later. You know what I mean? It's much more quicker, mm -hmm. and um yeah immediate. Whereas here it's much more organized. But that that scares me because I'm like I don't even know if I'm gonna be here in a year. Like I don't like what right. if I get a movie and I'm making a late. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um and maybe being I'm a cancer survivor, four time cancer survivor. So that just puts a chip 
in you that you're like, I don't know how I'm going to be. Like, I, how can I commit? And that scares me. But my American manager always tells me, just relax. That's how we do it here. Don't worry. And I'm like, okay. Um, that uh, specifically. Um, but you try to make it home. You know, um, in my apartment, I have a roommate who's a dear, dear friend, just trying to make it home and cook and like make it homey as much as you can, mm. uh, especially now with the weather that's changing and it's <laughs> going to be cold. Yeah. I'm going to be doing a show. So it's like, um, yeah, it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different in a sense that I'm older. I mean, I'm not in my 20s or my 30s anymore. Mm. So it's different. I've also lived enough to know uh, what I do like and what I not like. So I like spending time by myself and reading and writing and mm. yeah, just try to make it my own, you know, right now uh, that I'm living as a single man and like it's different, very different that uh, last year I was in a relationship. Like it's just different. Um, but that's New York. It's yeah. always changing, always changing. So we'll see. I mean, you were, Jaime was... Um, a single man student like a student back in the day now you're married and have a kid and so it's a different new york i would think yeah. for you as well right yeah definitely it's a different experience uh, even at that time i felt that i i was at home because i think home is about what you take with you mm-hmm. to that place yeah. it's not uh, something could be your memory sometimes could be a dog something could be a wife sometimes could be a roomie sometimes could be photos you know i mean that is what makes you feel at home Um, so like being here with mauricio i mean with you right now i'm feeling like at home because i'm i'm sharing this experience i'm being open uh we're having a a fun time with so i always try to connect in some way with with people and that i think that that's the the hardest part because because Back at the time, I, I, I wasn't very social, uh, but I think you have to learn to connect with people uh, because we live in a society and connecting with the right people, not with all the people, but connecting connecting with the right people, of course, that right people includes my wife and my son that was born here three years ago. So now, it's even more my home because I have a, an American boy, yeah. you know, so uh, uh, and he's going to preschool right now here and every morning, even I'm not a morning person, I have to wake up at seven in the morning to dress him and get him to the school. So all that is is just being a reminder that Jaime, this is your home. This is your home. Right. Just keep keep working hard. Keep doing it and uh, you're going to be OK. Yeah, I love I love both those stories. No. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, I was studying stu- the whole night. What I'm gonna say about it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was, okay, let me write this essay. <laughs> the U.S. Is, is is a country for all to come and pursue their dreams. In 2019, do you find it easier to keep your dreams going or more difficult? Oh, yeah. uh, it's different. There's two sides of that answer. Cause back. Like, let's say, 98, when I moved here and I was a student, I remember there was hardly any Latinos on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Hardly any. Now we have shows based on us. And, like, uh, I think in the highs and on your feet. And 
even Hamilton, the first uh, revival of West Side Story, like all of those um, shows that are mainstream Broadway shows changed, were game changers in a way. And also Hollywood. Back in the day, there was only one Mexican in Hollywood. He, she was Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Now there's like 30 or 40, like um, half of my friends are like in LA doing movies and stuff. And so times have definitely changed. But then 2016 happened. So as things are definitely becoming more, there's more roles for us. There's more shows for us. There's more more producers, more everything. But then um, Donald Trump got elected. So this has definitely been, been difficult because even for immigrants, I mean, spe- specifically for immigrants, you know, there's one thing the Latinos that are born here, like people that are from Miami or New York, and they don't, they, they don't have to go through the immigration process. So they're fine in a way. But the ones that are like Jaime and I are struggling to like um, get the green card and all that. He's the, This administration has, make, has made things difficult. Yeah. Uh, not impossible, but definitely difficult. And now with what happened in Texas and the shooting and... We we finally are understanding um, what African Americans went through in the 50s, what uh, our Jewish brothers and sisters went through um, with Hitler and all that. You know, because they are being targeted. We are being targeted. Um, I'm in a way privileged because I'm I have papers and I'm white. But still, they're my brothers, you know, they're my brothers and sisters and they're Mexican. And and so we are being attacked in a way. So you don't feel as welcome every now and then, even though it hasn't been my case, but I can feel it. It's in the air. It's like it's like the big elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. But it has to be talked about because it is happening. We live in a bubble because New York is very, um, very open like that and our world is very open mm-hmm. but still it's there's a lot of people people that don't talk about it yeah so it's hard but like Jaime told me back in like two three months ago I was really struggling and having having a hard time with what's going on politic politically and stuff and he said just keep showing up and keep doing the work and that's what I've been doing and that's what you have to do yeah. but it's still you know, like, I don't know if I can take another four years of that. You know, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't think any of us can take another four years of that. Even, and even though there are more roles for us, yeah. like, there, there's more. Back in the day, for specifically musical theater, it was only Evita and Man of La Mancha, and that's it. Now there's, like, so many more. Um, we're creating them mm-hmm. also. So, and that's exciting on television, too. And, um, you know, so it's, it's give and take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is Mauricio almost say everything? <laughs> <laughs> I just add that um, I mean, talking about diversity, mm-hmm. uh, we ask for diversity, but there are no diverse stories. Nice. So I think diversity should start from the top, and not, I mean, I, when I say from the top, I'm not saying the most important thing. I'm saying, I mean, from the core of it. I mean, from the stories. Mm-hmm. So if we want a diversity in the cast. If we want diversity on Broadway, we should start writing diverse stories. Right. So I feel a great responsibility being a writer, being a composer, that I need to write stories that reflect that and that my brothers and sisters 
Latinos performers, immigrant performers can originate those roles. Because, you know, I mean, it's great. Maybe have the chance to be a phantom, a phantom of the opera and being Mexican. Yeah, it's great. And it's great being any other character in a big blockbuster musical. But we need to originate our own roles. And I think that that's a great responsibility that that we have as an artist nowadays. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that we need to, um, how do you say, ticks by example. Mm -hmm. I mean, that we just need to do it. I think it's great that you're creating roles and opportunities for, for like you said, your brothers and your sisters yeah. and your friends and, and everybody. And we do need more of that, yeah. more original, and especially more originality. Original, yeah, to win yeah. a Tony, not for a revival, but for an original yeah. role. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have someone like, like Mauricio that he doesn't look like, me- he's Mexican, but we Mexican looks all different ways. So he can play perfectly any character, even a Mexican, even a British, even a, you know, so there's people like him that can have all that spectrum. And there's other people that maybe because uh, casting wise, they, they just fit for one kind of roles. Mm-hmm. So we need to think about all those, all that people now, you know? Yes, yes I agree. Um, well, we're actually getting to the end of the interview. Um, so let's bring it back to Songs by an Immigrant. What yes. is one song each of you cling to written by an immigrant that keeps you moving forward with hope? Well, I have to say not because he's here, but um, one of my favorite songs that I sing in my concerts, it's a duet. I almost never, I, I have to create a, a solo version because I'm always depending on a girl, but it's called Morena Cariño, and it's such a beautiful song. It's very simple, but it's very catchy, and it's very beautiful. And I could say other songs from his shows that are much more like a signature, like immigrant song, but that's a love ballad. And it's, it, it, it's, it's all you ever want to do in a, have in a song. It's perfect for me. And I always insist on including it because it's a role I created. It's a role that not a lot of people have seen. And it's a role that I'm going to, put forward we're gonna do the movie we're gonna do another show like it's 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 a role that i i want to defend um for a long time Mm -hmm. so i cling to that song because it's it's not mine Mm -hmm. but it's almost as if it were mine like i I don't want to let it go because it's it's a project and a role and a story that i firmly believe in because it's it's a mexican story Mm -hmm. it's a mexican play it takes place in mexico the character is mexican and uh, he's very similar to me, and I'm the like I'm I'm yeah I'm him in a way, and he's me. So I and it was written by him many 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 years ago. It's a musical that's been in development for over ten years now, and it was my off Broadway debut. And so yeah, it's what started it all. So I owed that a lot to that role, and that's my favorite song from the show. That's so nice. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Thanks for asking that. Well, now you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people before us who have been popping that, that way, right? Uh, I mean, it's hard to mention like one song or one, uh, but I would like to mention one uh, artist that I I I feel um, that he has he has um, impact us in some way and it's um, Ruben Blades or Ruben Blades in 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 English uh-huh. <laughs> Ruben Blades uh, uh, an immigrant composer uh, he's an actor as well he he was on Broadway he, he was the lead on, on Cape Man, Cape Man. Mm-hmm. 
back in um, 1997. 1990, yeah. Uh, and he, what he did is, through Latin music, was able to talk about any kind of issue, about political issues, about love issues, about immigrant issues, about something casual, or about something really, really uh, deep. So uh, I, he's now like around his 70s, maybe. Probably. Yeah, and, and it's just like an example uh, of what art can do. So uh, if I think, I mean, and like him, there's a lot of immigrant composers, immigrant writers uh, that they just um, inspire us like every single day. And, uh, and sometimes I have to inspire myself with my own work as well. I mean, like, uh, oh, is this, is this song good enough? And then I listen to that song on Mauricio's voice, on my wife's voice, on any other performer. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, what? Okay, okay. I need, I need to keep doing this. Yeah, I can get better, and I need to tell more stories. You know, so yeah, that's yeah. Incredible. Well, we're up to the last question. All right. Um. So I always end my interviews with playing off of the my podcast name, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. Ooh. So if you both were to bear it all, what is something you would reveal about yourselves that you have not spoken about in a previous interview? interviews that's a hard one because i'm so open huh. um or in life but in life i don't know that's a hard one i know that's why i asked the question <laughs> i mean because i've talked about what shows i would love to do what i want something juicy i don't just i don't want what shows you want to do uh, no not that that's juicy. not interesting but new york new york me i don't know what have i not talked about um, I lost my virginity in New York. Where? Thing. In Fifth Avenue. Oh. Back in 1999. As in like Saks Fifth Avenue? No, no. Oh, oh. I wasn't that controversial. <laughs> but yeah, back in the day, I fell in love with, uh, we're still friends, but I fell in love with um, a dear friend. That's yeah. so nice. That's go. what I'm looking for. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I lost my virginity in New York City. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Hi, man. Can you can you top that? Um. Oh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to top that is if I was the one who lost the virginity, right? But that's not that's not possible. That's true. Um. I don't. I mean, what I would like to say, it's. I mean, being in New York City is 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 really really hard. And um, I mean, I'm gonna say something more um uh, something not related with that but um i remember the first time that that i was um when i was coming to school uh one of the hardest things for me was um i have this is this full tuition scholarship mm -hmm. i didn't pay school at all but i have to pay for my living i have to pay for rent and i remember that sometimes i didn't have any money for to buy food and I have to sometimes I, I I stay like two or three days not eating at all. Mm. And what I have to do, my my stomach my stomach was like a hurting like a really really hard. And it was maybe six in the evening, and I did, I just said oh, you know what I have to go to bed and go to sleep because that's gonna be the only way that I can forget this. 
and tomorrow maybe I, I want to feel better. And sometimes I have to do that for two or three days in a row. And I was so lucky to find people, uh, Mexican friends, that sometimes they give me like a $20, like, a, you know, and, oh, have you eaten today? No, oh, yeah, that, yeah, then take this. Oh. So um, nowadays what I try to do, and sometimes my wife get mad at me because I encourage people to come to New York City. <laughs> and my wife says, don't, don't tell them to come. Don't tell them to do that. You, it's really hard. But I always try to help people who want to come to New York City mm. in the same way that people helped me before. So, yeah, I have never talked about that. So. Beautiful. <laughs> Does it count? Yeah. Yeah. What goes around comes around. That's so nice. That's so nice. Well, thank you both for being thank here. Thank you for having us. Um, everybody listening is going to come to Jaime's show and get to see Mauricio perform. Yes. November 24th, Songs by an Immigrant at the Green Room 42. I'll have the ticket link up on callmeadam.com. Perfect. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him at for the business of show callmeadam.com Thanks for listening. For more Call Me Adam interviews, visit callmeadam.com and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at callmeadamnyc.